Staying in contact with your host, London Mitchell. In this weekly podcast, London chats with individuals who work to improve the quality of life in Northwest Ohio. And now your host, London Mitchell. In your backyard, you find an injured bird. It seems so helpless. Your heart goes out to the bird, but what can you do? You could take the injured bird to Nature's Nursery. This not-for-profit in western Lucas County provides medical care to injured, orphaned, or ailing wild animals. This morning, my guest is the executive director of Nature's Nursery, Allison A. Now, this is not the first time I've interviewed a representative from Nature's Nursery. That first interview was quite a few years ago, and at that time, Nature's Nursery was keeping its location something of a secret. We had had a problem with if we published our address, people were delivering animals to our front steps without any kind of prior conversation regarding the animal coming in. So that became problematic. Uh, A lot of times, if we can talk to somebody on the phone before the animal arrives, there's a lot of situations where people think the animal is in need of our help or in need of our care. Um, and, and, and there's ways that we can talk to them and explain to them that that's not necessarily the case and the animal should be left where it is. So before the days of Google Maps and all of those things with GPS location, we did a pretty good job of making sure people called us for a location before they brought the animal out. That is completely blown out of the water now with the uh, ability to track down locations. So um, we are no longer undercover and we are actually moving from White House to Waterville and will now be open to the public. So the uh, the need to stay undercover and off the radar is would be completely counterproductive now to being open to the public. Your mission then, Allison, is the rehabilitation of wild animals. You know, the important thing first is to clarify that it is wildlife. So we don't we don't take domestics. We don't t- we don't we can't help pa- uh, cats. We can't help dogs. We can't help chickens. Those are all considered domestic animals. We help native wildlife, wild animals that are native to this area. And um, they they come in because they're sick, because they're injured. Um, And we are quickly approaching the season where they come in because they are babies that have been orphaned. In fact, the wind that we had recently, um, that's one of those scenarios where uh, we start getting lots of calls because nests start flying out of trees and those those babies are found on the ground. Mom gets scared and gets spooked and takes off. So um, starting in uh, late February, right through pretty much October, we get tons of baby animals in. Allison A., there are animals that nature's nursery cannot accept, correct? The only animals that we cannot take or the only wildlife that we cannot take are deer, raccoon, and coyote. And each one of those are because of various issues with either the the division of natural resources or particular permits. Um, those animals can come, if they come in, if someone finds one that's been hit by a car and it's still alive and it's the best course of action would be to humanely euthanize that animal, we are able to do that, but we cannot rehabilitate those animals because of the the rules with the permits. However, we take uh, lots of bunnies, opossums, fox. Um, we've had numerous bald eagles. Last year, I think we had six bald eagles come in. Um, lots of hawks, tons of owls. People don't realize quite how many owls there are in this area. Um, your typical squirrels, flying squirrels. People uh, are 
very surprised to find out that flying squirrels, the the cute little guys with like the extra patch of skin in their armpit that helps them to kind of soar through the air. Um, those are the most abundant squirrel in our area. And I myself have never even seen one in nature. They hang out way up in the trees, but they're really cool to see up close. So all of these kind of animals come into us. And our goal is always to rehabilitate them, to um, you know, go through a, a treatment plan, whether it's a, a minor surgery or medication, or in the case of the babies, be able to feed them to get them up to the size that they need to be released. And um, we do also have about 30 animals that we call education ambassadors. And those are different types of wildlife that have come in and could not be released for various reasons. For example, we have an opossum that had been caught by a cat and it was uh, one eye was damaged and it couldn't see well. It wouldn't have been successful in the wild. So we're able to keep a, se a separate permit and use those those animals to take out for education programs at schools, Cub Scouts, nursing homes. Uh, community events, parks. It's a lot of fun to be able to, you, you learn more when you, that animal's right there in front of you and you can see it and watch it interact and stuff. You kind of surprised me that you would be uh, rehabilitating eagles, a bald eagle. Bald I eagles. wouldn't think that anything would harm them. Do you know, they, they, there's, they're definitely the top of the, uh, you know, they're an apex predator. They're up there at the top of the food chain. But they still get injured. Um, it's usually silly things. Sometimes they're they're trying to catch prey and they get hit by a car or a truck. Um, it's generally not another animal that has injured them. It's it's some sort of uh, self inflicted injury, whether they've they've hit a building or um, the the scenarios are often not something that we can even pinpoint. It's that they've been found somewhere injured, not flying. Some sort of wing injury or leg injury is usually what brings those guys in. But they are just absolutely amazing to see up close. And sometimes we get into a situation where the the care that they need is is more than we can handle at our center. And we will send them off um, across the state to a raptor specialist to to take care of those, um, you know, the bigger the bigger hawks and eagles and owls that are they're more equipped to handle those situations and have bigger flight cages and things than what we can do. It sounds like a really dedicated activity. How did you get involved? You know, I was that I was that kid, London. That you know, uh, I, the animals always showed up on my doorstep when I was a kid. The the injured squirrel or the the bird that wasn't flying. And I became aware of nature's nursery many years ago, just in my own adventures with wildlife and animals that I uh, fell in love with and wanted to help. And so it was always on my radar. I knew it was there. My aunt had volunteered there for many years. And um, when a position opened up, I live here in White House. So I'm not far from the center. The position opened up for the, the executive director position. And they were really looking for somebody with more of a business background than an animal background. Although I love animals, I, I, I'm not equipped to go in there and do surgical procedures and treatments and things. But I had the business background. I had, I'd been at Levis Commons here locally for 15 years. So I'd worked with a lot of different businesses and networking and fundraising and events. So um, it seemed like the natural fit. And at that point, when I started about three years ago, we were in a position where we needed to expand. The building that we've been operating out of is very small. It's an old farmhouse. We've literally had animals in closets and um, any animal that needs water is is hanging out in a human bathtub. And it's it's way too small for what we need. So the goal was when I came on board to uh, help us expand. And that is what we were doing. We actually just received occupancy on our new building in Waterville. We've been working on the 
renovations and rehabilitation of that building for about the last year. Um, and we hope to be fully open in there by by summertime, but we will start taking animals in there for rehab pretty soon. So just a lot of things aligned at the right time. And it is, it is just the coolest job. There's something new every day. And, and I learn new things about animals and wildlife and the environment every single day. It's really mind blowing what, what all our staff is able to do um, with all these different species that they have to understand and learn about. So I assume that you're working with a lot of volunteers. We are. We have a roster of about 100 volunteers, and we will be growing that as we move into the new building because we're going from 1,400 square foot to 5,700 square foot plus five acres of outdoor land. So we have volunteers that do um, everything from coming in four hours a week to help clean cages and you know prep the food that the animals eat to what we call transporters. They're trained to um, carefully and cautiously uh, restrain animals and contain them into cages when people call and they find them. But in a case like a bunny, it may be easy for a person to get that into a box and bring it to us, but you get something like a call like a, from a hawk or an eagle, we want someone who's got the right equipment and trained. So we have transporters that go out and contain those animals and bring them back to us. And then we have education volunteers that help with our education programming and teaching kids about the animals that we have. Um, and, and we have fundraising volunteers. There's so many opportunities. We're always looking for more people who are interested and want to get engaged in what we're doing. And the best way to do that is? Our website. We've got a tab on our website that talks about volunteer opportunities there. And um, I think as we get into this new building, we're going to continue to adapt that because we can't even completely wrap our minds around yet what all we're going to need once we get in there. I think the job descriptions will change and, and be added as we move forward. Now, you've got a fundraiser coming up. We do. We do. We're always doing some fun fun fundraisers. But we've got a night coming up called um, Country Night for the Critters. I was a big country fan in the old Nashville's days. I recall, I think you were involved in those uh, Nashville's events and such, too, if I remember correctly. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Nashville's was like a... I hate to use the word cult, but it definitely had a particular following of people who um, you know, got into it and went there regularly for, for the dancing and the fun. So um, I've remained in touch with a lot of the old Nashville's people, if you will, and DJ Corey, who used to DJ over there. And we've created Country Night for the Critters. Um, it's just going to be a fun night, kind of a, it's open to everyone, but if Certainly, if you were a Nashville's person, you want to you want to come out and kind of reunite with some of these people. But we're going to do some line dancing and two stepping and um, dance to the old music, dance to the new music. And all of the all of the admission price, the um, you know cost to get in will go directly to Nature's Nursery to help us provide care to the the animals that we've been talking about. Now, when is this and how do people get tickets? Sure. It's Friday, March 10th, and it's going to be at Prime, which is uh, the bar in Toledo. I believe that's the old Club Soda. It's on Secor Road there in Toledo. They've completely redone the redone it, and it's got a great dance floor. I'm really excited to get out there and do some line dancing. But it is uh, Friday, March 10th at 7 p.m., and you can you can get tickets at for $7 through our website, which is natures-nursery.org, or you can get them at the door for $10. I would love to see you there. And we're actually right now selling some Nashville's shirts, too, if you're really feeling nostalgic and want to 
grab one of those from the website or our Facebook page. Allison A. from Nature's Nursery. Don't forget their big fundraiser coming up March 10th, Country Night for the Critters. Complete details on the website, natures-nursery.org. I'm London Mitchell, inviting you to join us again next week, Staying in Contact. In the meantime, you can email me, london at londonmitchell.news, or find me on Twitter or Mastodon.